welcome to A Gem of a Secret Podcast. My name is Donatella, my secrets. And my name is Coco Gem Holiday. How you doing tonight, Coco? Um, actually, instead of drinking a white claw, I was actually drinking water. Um, yay, hydration. Yeah, also, <laughs> like, what a nice, healthy choice. I know, like, it's, I, well, actually, it's really good for me right now, because I think I got dehydrated yesterday. I like, said a healthy day. snack, Rebecca. A healthy snack, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> I um I found that when I'm at work I drink a lot more water because they have filtered water and then when I'm here because we have the filtered tap water it still doesn't taste as good as the work water so I become a water snob all over again. Oh yeah, you would. Gosh, that's the most Portland thing I've ever heard. I'm a water snob. Uh, well, I was a water snob when I was a barista though too because it was triple filtered and so I wouldn't drink water at home but I would only drink water at work and I'm getting back into my old habits and it's not good. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, I'm I'm like that like picky little cat that like I won't drink sa- sitting stagnant water, but if it's like running and filtered, then yes, I'll have some. She's like, oh. I'll <laughs> indulge. <laughs> um, Donna, what are you wearing this evening? Well, you know, it is spooky season. We're in October officially, and because I just referenced being a cat, I'm dressed as a black cat. Meow. I'm a cat. <laughs> meow. Um, what about you? I am dressed as the old cat from Cats. Um, oh. That's why my coat has all the fur on it. That, yeah. It's really gross. And then I have that gray hair on it. I just look like the fantasy. Yeah. 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 You know, it, you're giving me J-Hud right now with um, the... Oh, yeah. She was that cat. The boogers coming down oh, your God. face. <laughs> and the boogers. I can't get them boogers. <laughs> You know, it 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 gave something. Was it giving? I wasn't living. I honestly wish she would have just cut scene and been like, "Hey, this is too much." Yeah, too can much. yeah, can we not? So I could look at in that scene. <laughs> I want to rewatch it. Actually, just that scene one day, just to be like, "Was it really this bad as I think it was?" Because I was feel that way. Um, rewatch and the movie Cats are not in my vocabulary. I would like to unsee that movie. Um, I unwatch. Yeah, and pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, no amount of edibles was gonna get me through that movie. And then when they wore off halfway through, I felt like I was in my own personal hell. I don't really remember that movie, not because I fell asleep, but specifically it was just so bad. That my brain was like, you don't need to retain you just blocked any it out. of this. It, it's trauma for you at this point, and it's been blocked out. <laughs> It'll eventually resurface when you're 70. Great. And, um... Great. So I love how our intro's just bashing cats. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, I'm not listening to this podcast no. anymore. But it's, uh, it's funny that we're talking about musicals because of our guests that we're going to have later. Yeah. Yeah, we have another interview for you. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. But before we get there, um, I need to ask, Donna, how mm-hmm. are you doing this evening? Well, Coco, I will just let you know after this brief break. It's a podcast with Coco and Donna Telepodcast. Tune into what they tell you podcast with Coco and Donna Telepodcast. Well, Coco, I'm in a bit of a sing-songy mood because we have the one, the only, the siren herself, Miss Lexi Siren. How are you doing, Lexi? I'm good. Thank you for having me. 
Of course. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, we're super excited to have you. Lexi's one of my newest good Judies. It's it's terrible because like I just don't have a lot of old good Judies <laughs> in this <Yeah>. community. <laughs> I was like, ooh, look at these new people who don't have too much of a history. I love that my intro is like, I know, um, you know, your vocal talents in person or anything like that. I've never actually, like, seen you in drag or heard you sing, <laughs> but I've heard so much about it. So oh, yeah. I'm ready to, like, get into that and know a little bit more about your background. Awesome. Yeah, so um, your drag name and then how long have you been doing drag? And, uh, yeah, let's go. Yeah, on. yeah. Um, so I'm Lexi Siren. Basically... I am real dumb a lot of the time, and I can't do fake names at all. So it had to be something that was close enough to my name. Um, otherwise, <laughs> I wouldn't know to respond to it. Um, and then the siren just came from singing. So it was something that I thought was cool. Yeah. Um, I had a friend that had a um, like this uh, monthly party in D.C., um, and it was it was siren, but it was spelled differently. Um, it was like siren with a Y, and I loved it, and so I like took it as the last name. But um, I've been doing drag for oh god, I think it's been like five years. But everything it's been like very intermittent, and it was like probably nine, ten years ago that I first did it. Um, but then didn't do anything for a long period of time. And then when I moved to Los Angeles um, and felt more comfortable going to a couple of the certain bars that I had frequented, um, then I started going out more and getting more gigs and stuff. So, Dang. Did you have any like, because so listeners, me and Donna don't actually know a lot about Lexi's history. Um, we're not those interviewers who, um, you know, do research before we do this. Not um, at all. So we'll do it during the in interview. In fact, I knew that we were doing this interview about 10 minutes ago. And I was, I knew we were doing it 20 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're prepared. Um, so tell us about the drag scene in LA and then like, what was it like for you, like trying to get your name out there performing? Did you have any recurring gigs or did you were you were you getting paid well? Things like that. Like, tell us about that. Yeah. Um. So I remember my first gig. I, I had this friend Leo back home who was like always my biggest supporter and always managed to get me into these random gigs. A lot of like oh, I, I helped open a lot of shows when they couldn't like they wouldn't necessarily have someone like big to have in it because it was like brand new and they wanted to see how it would go. Um, I would fall into that slot a lot of the time because uh, I say yes to like almost everything. I always try to because I feel like it's a good thing. But um, I remember the first time was this show called uh, Room Service, which was like a, a drag cabaret type of show. There was a couple of singers, there was dancers, there was like a Beyonce impersonator. Um, and it was it was like a really good show but i remember i was like terrified to do it it was one of those situations where i was like what did i do like what did i get myself into um and as far as like shows like that was a lot of what i did a lot of opening shows i did have a uh, a night that i helped co-host um with jay rodriguez um at a show called revolver um which was this this uh night called vibe which was really cool um, it was like kind of a poppy, um, kind of um, like upbeat dance night, and it was really cool because we all we had a bunch of different singers, and everyone would um, 
every every so often, like every half hour, there would be a singer that would go up on stage and it would be mixed into the music. So it didn't like disrupt the night or anything like that. It just kind of flowed with everything, which was really cool. And yes, I was getting paid for that. Uh, I was getting paid actually really well, in my opinion, for that because um, I was getting like 250 a night um for that show Tim. um and it was like we were we went along for about a month and then the pandemic hit so then everything shut down so then that ended really quickly wow that's that's some darn good money doing drag that is um i also lexi has this curse that i have with her i think or she's giving it to me but like anytime i put her in anything like i've never seen it be so dead Right? Oh, right? No. I don't know what it is. Which is funny, because, like, there have been times, like, I had, do you know who Yanis Marshall is? Yanis Marshall, one time, I was I was uh, hosting, not hosting, I was, like, the door person at um, a, a karaoke night, and mm-hmm. Yanis Mar- I was singing an Adele song, I think I was singing, like, One, uh, one and Only, and he literally came in and was like, I literally ran off the street to come figure out who was singing. Like, it was one of those situations. And I was like, oh, my God, Damn. like, thank you so much. So it's like, normally I have like yeah. a different a different vibe, but I don't know what it is about Portland. <laughs> Portland's like, nah. No, nah, I heard that good. Lexi girl was showing up. Nah. <laughs> she's like i was like wondering where the store was going and how it was in comparison and she's like i'm used to famous people running in off the street (laughs) to listen to me sing karaoke opposed to the bs you put me in here where there's maybe three people oh my god it actually has been true it's actually kind of a curse and i looked at her i was like i don't know what's happening (laughs) it's funny though because it's like like Courtney Ack once told me she was like, uh, she, what did she say? She's like, in my, it, I feel like, you know, when you go to get in a taxi and they're like, in my country, I was a doctor. And she's like, in my country, I was a pop star. I was like, in my state, <laughs> <laughs> I had a do- oh, this, this is so good. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's true. Oh my gosh. It's so true. And the thing is, I do want to, I do want to get Lexi involved in more gigs. She, um, um, so in drag, just this is an anecdote for our local Portlanders. Um, it's so funny because people will come up to Lexi because she has a really naturally good demeanor, and they're always like, "Oh my gosh, hey, it's so good! I like, I like, it's been so long since I've seen you." Because in drag, she looks like lilac, mm. um, almost to a T, to a degree, actually. So everybody thinks that she's it's lilac. lilac. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And now Lexi's just started to say, "I'm not lilac." <laughs> <laughs> It's just that, which is funny because we were in a show together recently and we were literally back to back. So it was like, everyone was joking and it's like, like, why why does Lilac have like an eight minute set? That was a quick change. Damn. Changed her makeup and everything. (laughs) Look alike, both L names, you know, it's just. Yeah. Damn. It's just, it's, it's, it's funny how, like, my closest friends are, like, the mimics of other people that were here beforehand, because, like, Babylon Brooks looks exactly like Shandy Evans, Mm. (laughs) and Lexi looks like Lilac, and I just, that is so comical. Oh, man, that's good. At least she's (laughs) pretty, you know? At least I'm being compared to someone pretty. (laughs) That's, yeah, very true. She's very pretty. So, so, so pretty. 
uh so your drag aesthetic you you really are we'll post pictures on our website at gem of a secret podcast.com um with pictures of lexi because she really is just gorgeous in drag so how did you learn to paint do you have drag family no i don't i like i'll always call myself orphan annie of drag because like i did i do everything myself like i do my hair my makeup my costumes um but Funny enough, I learned how to paint um, from YouTube for the most part, and it was a lot mm. of Lucy Garland, um, who does like who does all these drag things. She was on a show too. I think she won that show that she was mm -hmm. on the makeup show. Um, but yeah, that's that's where I learned how to paint. It was like very slow going. And the first time I ever did drag, I had one of my friends do it, and I was Kesha. It was like a Halloween thing. Um, and it was just so bad. If you saw like that compared to now, it's it's kind of night and day because I used to think I could get away with using my real brows. That was a thing. Oh, same. Yeah. <laughs> For... These brows that I'm looking yeah, at. Yeah, these, these brows that, that you're looking at, I would just like put foundation <laughs> underneath them so they were a little lighter. <laughs> and because you can't see me, there there's some pretty there there's some pretty big brows. Like <laughs> oh my, this is so fun. <laughs> I think that's cool because like a lot a lot of us that didn't have access to like drag parents used YouTube as like a way to learn. And I I think a lot of queens, especially in our generation, just come up from like the University of, of YouTube and the different queens that posted tutorials like right at the beginning of that craze. I think for me, it was Manila Luzon had a tutorial on how to do like basic drag makeup. Yeah. Um, and she kicked on that clown white. And for the longest time, I had the um, whitest of white um, clown white face. And it was just it was it was definitely like a learning curve. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, I was, um, I was actually mostly self-taught. I barely went to YouTube, um, cause I had friends who did drag and when they would get better, I would just naturally get better. But now I watch the live feeds of people that I really like. Mm -hmm. Um, and then while they're talking about their techniques in that way. And then I did learn a lot from when Cosmo was doing Cosmo Queens. Yeah. Um, when they were just going through a bunch of drag artists and I was like, oh, that's how they did that? Oh, that makes more sense. Like stuff like that. Yeah. Um. And so that's where I kind of learned how to, you know, paint myself. And that one's crazy because everybody does it differently. Like so different. So like, differently. Like I forget who it was. It was like Monique Hart has like a very different process than I than I do. And I think it was like somewhere where she like starts differently. And I was like, oh my god! Mm -hmm. But like gets to this beautiful result. But like, it's one of those things where it's like you have to trust the process because it looks like a mess for a hot minute. Oh yeah. gosh. I feel bad for, I think, who is Silky Nutmeg Ganache did hers. And her makeup came off looking greasy and... The Sharpie brows. Oh, God, the Sharpie It was a whole journey. And I was just like, oof, oof. <laughs> you know, I've never tried the Sharpie brow thing, but it does seem like they would stay on a little bit better, right? Yeah, well, I do, because my brows nowadays, when I actually do paint my brows, I use a cream stick to actually uh... put them on, and then I go over them with actually, like, kind of a sharpie thing yeah i use like a sure. felt tip liner much. yeah the felt liner is nice <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely the listeners are like what are they talking about <laughs> <laughs> just google it everybody just google it um <laughs> so uh a little bit more about your career in la so how how did people receive you um i 
I'm very quiet a lot of the time when I start out with things. So it it's mm. was like slow going. It took me a long time to actually even like hat like talk to the girls and like be friends with people um, because it, I'm like somewhat I can like fade into the background sometimes um, when I'm just like out talking to people. Like obviously on stage it's a different situation. Like I I know I can sing and I say like that's that's a different me. But like you know in as as far as that went, like it took a long time for me to um, become friends with people. The best person, like best person I was friends with, was um, uh, oh god, and now I'm forgetting names. Wow, but Johnny Reinhardt, um, mostly because she changed her name from the beginning. It was Anita. It was Anita procedure before, and then decided to kind of change into Johnny Reinhardt and like use her original like her actual name um instead of using an alternate persona um but she was the one of the queens i was in the first show with and um she kind of became like the person that i would like talk to and go to for things when things would come up but otherwise like i didn't have a whole lot of i wasn't like as involved in the community when i was in los angeles i feel like i'm a little bit more involved here now Wow. So how long were you doing drag in Los Angeles? In Los Angeles, it was probably like three years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, she's an L.A. girl. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. did you start out primarily as a vocalist in drag, or did you do uh, lip-syncing talent when you first started, or was it all It was pretty it was much all just always vocals? vocals. Yeah, I've, like, mm. it's funny because now that I've been doing things a little bit more regularly um again i've been wanting to like go into like i feel like lip syncs you can plan more like there's a lot more mm. stuff like you have more time and you're not like focusing on how your breathing is and how everything else is and so there's some stuff mm -hmm. that i've been wanting to do with that but mostly it's all been vocal stuff um mostly because my friend that i talked about before leo he was a like a promoter um, a club promoter, mm -hmm. and so he would get me into a lot of stuff, and a lot of the stuff that he was doing was cabaret shows with, like, vocalists and dancers yeah. and things like that, so I fit into that kind of niche that he had. So that's what why I was doing most of that stuff. That makes a lot of sense, actually. And I, I know how you feel, um, especially because I gained all of the available COVID weight that nobody wanted to gain. That's and, me too. <laughs> and so I, I was singing... Um, this last Sunday at brunch, um, I, I sang, actually, I sang all three of my numbers. Um, and I remember the first number because it was fast. And I was, like, trying to, like, move a little bit. And I was just like, oh, my God. I was like, I was, like, seriously, the second verse, I was already losing all of my breath. Like, breathing really hard in a really gross way. And they could hear it because there's a mic next to your yeah. mouth. And I was just like, I was like, I, t I literally halfway through during the dance break, I just said, I'm not going to move anymore because I'm already running out of breath and I'm fat. So <laughs> this is what you got, ladies and gentlemen. Like, <laughs> just not moving anymore from here. And listen, it's still so a good show that, that way because I've heard you sing. So <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though, because actually um, I have been loving planning out concepts um, I, I have a couple of, cause I, I'm an activist drag queen. So like my numbers are always saying something I'm doing my fat girl mix right now. 
Um, and it's getting really, really well received. I've tweaked it three times now. But yeah, I get to plan a lot more because I don't have to worry about breath control or all that other stuff or sounding good or having that cringe moment when you hit the wrong note and everybody in the entire audience just looks at you like, oh, gosh, this is awful. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Tell us about your worst performance ever. (laughs) My worst performance ever was probably that first one that I did in L.A., um, which was only because like... Obviously, one, when you're singing, um, you have to worry about remembering the words. And I forgot the words halfway through my song um, mm. completely. And fortunately, there were these these two drunk girls in the front that were like singing at the top of their lungs as I was singing, which was low-key really annoying at the very beginning when I was trying to actually sing, but super helpful at the end when I forgot like forgot the words. And they weren't singing mm-hmm. the right words. I knew that they weren't the right words, but I just went along with them because I couldn't think at all what the words were going to be. Like, they went back to, like, a verse before and they were, like, re-singing it with different words. And I was like, okay, oh this gosh. is fun. We're just going to roll with it. Um, but yeah, that was probably the worst was just because like, it was one of those, like for two, three seconds, it was just silence where there was supposed to be singing. And I just like froze. I had no idea what I was going to do until they kept singing. And I was like, oh, okay, let's just go with them. (laughs) That makes sense. Actually. Yeah. I've had, um, as I age and because I drink too much, um, I've had a lot more moments where I forget words now more so than I ever have in my life. Um, And those moments suck because you know the words and you're grasping for it. And then because you're grasping for it, the anxiety kicks in. And so the words are just not attainable. Like your brain's like, nope, you don't get access to these anymore. And it's some popular song that everybody else in the bar knows. (laughs) So they know that you've forgotten the words. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. Oh, that. Yeah, that's been my journey recently a lot. Like, I cannot drink too heavily if I'm going to be singing live. Um, So um, the transition from L.A. to Portland, where did that come about and why did that happen? Uh, As far as moving to Portland? Yeah. So it was something I was just kind of I was so tired of L.A. Um, L.A. is great in a lot of ways there's a lot of opportunities there and things like that but the traffic is terrible it takes like you can only do one thing a day because it takes forever to get anywhere um and it just like it was it was just too much and everything is so expensive so we ended up moving um and it was one of those things where i had like when the pandemic hit i hadn't done any drag stuff during the pandemic at all um and then i showed up at karaoke and coco was i I was singing uh suddenly seymour and coco was like oh you do drag because i i took autumn's wig and i was like yeah just Mm -hmm. imagine imagine the wig and imagine the makeup and everything and they're like oh well i have a show coming up and i was like okay (laughs) um nice but like it's it's kind of nice honestly the transition over to portland just because in LA, I was fitting into like a niche and I was fitting a certain night. So like I had a certain set of, not a certain set of songs, but a certain vibe of songs that I could sing. 
And so here I've had so much more freedom to like decide what I want to sing and what I want to do because it doesn't have to be like specifically this upbeat crazy number or like fit in between, you know, a Rihanna song and something else, um, which has been kind of nice. I've had like more freedom to do that. Plus, I have the ability to like do changes because I didn't do any changes in in L.A. I was there for the Mm. night hosting. And so I would like stay in one outfit. Um, but it's, it's been nice. That's kind of cool. I've actually been really enjoying, um, the staying in one outfit business. <laughs> She's like, I'm over the quick changes. Oh, I'm over the quick. <laughs> oh, it's not even a quick change anymore. I was at, uh, TJF last Friday, which is at this point, that's probably the most popular show in most popular drag show in Portland slash Oregon. And, uh, that's recurring. And I was in it and I was like, because by the time you get down to that basement and put on your costume, they're like calling your name for your next number. And they always want high energy, fast numbers. So it's just like a lot of work (laughs) in general. And Mama is not as quick as she used to be. So I definitely get that part of it. Um, Yeah, I'm super happy that you came to our karaoke. Um, One thing that I noticed that I wanted to point this out, because I think this is funny, opposed to how I hang out with you now versus when you first moved here. You dressed very L.A. when you first moved oh, here. Oh, yeah. Like, it was just, like, riddled. Like, it was just... L.A. was everywhere <laughs> on your clothing. And then I just, like, the longer you live here, you're becoming more of a Portland dresser, which is kind of, like, lazy, but it has a purpose. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know if this is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just much I more relaxed. It. Yeah. <laughs> or you'll just fully assimilate like me and start wearing like vintage clothing and grow out a mullet and uh, just become part of the the local scene, you know. <laughs> you know, we'll just I mean, wear a bunch of tie dye stuff. I love tie dye stuff. Yeah, that's me. So I wear tie dye, some bleach dye. You know, I've just become the Portland hippie I was meant to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I did want to. So you have a partner, mm-hmm. Evan. Which is funny because I didn't actually know that you had a partner because you lied to me about it when we first met as a joke. And then I just was always just like, I don't know if they actually... (laughs) They're just constantly here together. (laughs) I have have this thing where I can't hear. And so I say, "Uh uh-huh, and yes, or whatever to things that I thought it was. And I think Coco asked me something and I I couldn't hear what it was. (laughs) Yeah, that's hilarious. So I will tell them what this is because our listeners, because we don't want to leave them out. Um, so what happened when I first met Lexi is she's always with this guy who's, um, very muscular. God, he's so muscular. (laughs) And so, but they were just together all the time, but I thought they, they weren't being lovey on each other. So I thought they might just be friends who walked into karaoke. They were roommates. Or they were roommates. (laughs) And like, well, so I said, I asked Lexi, I was like, oh, are you all in a relationship? And she said, no, we just hang out. And I was like, okay. Cool. And then like, that's what I took it as. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what I think what I was thinking that it was, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't even or like she probably thought she was like, Do you guys come here often? I was like, Oh yeah, we just come here to hang out when I was like, No, are you in a relationship? <laughs> and she So for the first two weeks of knowing her, actually three weeks of knowing her, I just thought that like they were just friends who hung out all the time. And um and then I found out that they own their house together and have been together for seven years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. horrible friends. <laughs> I like to keep some mystery. I can't. I can't tell you everything up front. I have to make you make you yeah. figure it out. Make you work for it. She can't yeah. show all the cards. Yeah, uh, and um, and your house is lovely. Oh, thank you. Thank you for inviting me over and feeding me that one day, even though I got pulled over. 
It looks lovely from the video that we're oh, watching this is, you on, too. You have a lot of books. This is um, actually a curtain. Oh, it's a curtain? Yes. It covers, oh up, it covers up my drag area. This is my basement, so. I totally thought that you were, like, you just had a whole library behind you. That's so cool. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, because that area is always a mess, so I need something to cover it. So yeah. I was like, books. People will think I'm well-read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. I was like, huh, I wonder what she has on that shelf. Until mm. you look further and like, you're like, why are all of her books backwards and they don't have any titles? Yeah, I, I know. I did I wonder. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, books is weird. <laughs> why is she displaying them in that way? Huh? <laughs> and then I thought it was kind of weird because you're moving back and forth that the lighting on the books wasn't, wasn't moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was yeah. like, this is yeah. strange. I would be so good in like one of those like those escape room things because I just oh. notice crap that's not supposed to be there. It's a little off. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm, yeah. this is tilted thirty degrees past what it should be. <laughs> Coco solved oh the room. <laughs> oh, so did so I did hear that Evan did do drag to actually let's back it up. How did you meet? So we met at karaoke. God, I'm at karaoke for everything. Karaoke is my life. But <laughs> we met at karaoke um, through a friend of ours. And uh, he was very cute. And so I was talking to him a bunch. And then I was drunk. And I decided that I was going to walk him to the bus. Because he took a bus to, to get um, downtown. Um, and... Basically, he thought that I was trying to come home with him and was very much like, uh, you can't come home with me. I'm like, I know. I was just walking you to the bus. I'm just really drunk. I thought it was cute. <laughs> um, but yeah, we met at karaoke and um, he did used to do drag mostly before I before I met him um, mm -hmm. with the chorus. Um, he's in the gay men's chorus in Los Angeles. And so it was mostly with the chorus stuff. Um, but then... Uh, when we first started dating, we got invited to a friend of his from the chorus always had um, Miss America pageant parties where everybody would dress as a country from for Miss America for this. That sounds like so yeah, much for fun. this party and we would watch <laughs> it and whatever. And so that was the first drag thing that I had done basically at all. And then we just kept having like different drag crawls and stuff. And then I was doing drag more often. So then I started going out to the bars and, but yeah, he, he used to do it. And then he just kind of got tired of it. Um, it's always funny. Cause like the last time that he, he talked about it, he was like, yeah, also I look like Patty Lapone. So, and I was like, oh my God, you do look like Patty Lapone in oh. drag. Oh. Patty Lapone in drag. Oh baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Wow, that is terrible. <laughs> so Evan, just for our listeners, also is a phenomenal singer and actually has more of a, uh, I think that they have better uh, tone control than pretty much everybody else that comes to karaoke. Like Evan can hit them high notes in a way that's just insane, but also just like, if you want to hear what the song's supposed to sound like, then Evan should probably yeah. sing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're really talented. Um, so back to you, but gosh, Evan is such a great singer. <laughs> Coco's like, in fact, is he around? Is he, can he sing us something? Can he, uh, I've had this song stuck in my head all day. I just need him to come down and sing it for us. <laughs> so tell me what's your career, like, what's your, um, 
goal with drag? Is it drag race, cutting an album, movie star, you know, print model? I think if I had like, if I had the choice of what I wanted to do, I don't know if I would do drag race. Drag race just seems like everybody that, I mean, it's like the Olympics of drag, mostly because it's chaos, but it's also reality TV. So, you know, you get a little Mm -hmm. bit of play, you get played with a bit. And uh, I I don't know if I would be quite stable enough to go on drag race. I feel like I'd have like a mental break and like, just be like that crazy person. Um, But I would love to do like, I would love to do an album. I would love to be able to go and like have people want to come see me sing like that specifically um, and do stuff from that. I, I would like to do something like, you know, I would do like America's Got Talent or any of those types of things, mm. but I don't think I would do Drag Race specifically. As much as I love watching the drama of Drag Race, I don't know if I'd want to be part of the drama of Drag Race. Yeah, yeah I get that fully. Because, like, it seems like, the funny thing, though, it seems like in our field, like, it feels like Drag Race is, like, still, like, the only way to achieve that level of stardom. Like, and even though there have been people around that level of, so before Drag Race, there were plenty of ways. Mm -hmm. And then, but now Drag Race has been around for 14, 15 years or however long it's been around. And, like, now it's just changed the game and the dynamic as a whole. So it's, like. Even if you, because I do have a friend who made it pretty far on American Idol doing drag, um, and and she actually, I remember she's still doing well. It's just that like, it's just not the same. It just seems like it's you don't get and shot that's what off sucks to, about drag to like public notoriety the same way. Yeah, yeah, it's like. You still have to like work for it in a way that's like really hard and and sometimes doesn't like to actually work and like and then also it does matter where you live like i have a lot of friends who do move to like chicago and you know new york if they really want to like do drag full-time without drag race necessarily and and that i feel like there should be outlets for drag around the entire country in that capacity at least my two cents on that yeah um, i mean i feel like there should be too but it's difficult especially you know now after the pandemic i feel like a lot of gay bars in general just closed so it was like so many so you lost a lot of good spaces so um i wanted to know like so do you see yourself like kind of on that like a door delano route like because i i'm not gonna lie her first album was so cute that I oh man I still bump some of the songs from that. Her second one was good too, actually. I would love that but... route. I mean, I I love Adore. Um, I uh-huh. would actually do karaoke with her at uh, Flaming Saddles. Um, she would come to karaoke a lot of the times, uh, and always <laughs> do Purple Purple Rain <laughs> by Prince, and it was phenomenal. But yeah, I would love. So you're to just go like that casually route. friends with Adore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't call us. Courtney I wouldn't call us friends. I would say that I go to karaoke a lot, and like I hang out with people at karaoke. It's not like I have Adore's number and can be like, boop boop boop, hey girl, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Lexi name drops like Oprah. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, we used to, like, karaoke <laughs> together for six years. She named her kid after me. <laughs> like, what? Like, who has these stories? Like, Los Angeles is just that, what, like, Los, you just run into everybody for whatever reason. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's very true. That's, that's so very funny. true. Now, she, now I understand why she's mad that I keep giving her all these chicken shit things. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, this is why I like this phrase. I was in the basement. I cannot say where. At one of the gigs... And me and Atlas were there with a bunch of other people. And there was probably, like, 
maybe five or ten people in the oh, audience. Oh, gosh. And Atlas comes down the stairs after she's done performing. She looks at me and goes, Coco, why do we keep accepting these chicken shit games? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, there is nobody here. There's nobody here. And I made like $9 from those ten people. So one person's an asshole. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I lost my shit so much. I was laughing so hard and trying not to show it like I'm too bougie for the chicken chicken. I felt the same way. I just didn't say it. You know, sometimes it's just a performance for your own ego. <laughs> it's like, it's like there's not much of an audience here. I'm an entertainer. Let's put it all out there on the stage. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's kind of why it's been nice with karaoke being a little dead. Of course, we need to get it back up to get yeah. business in, but um, to try out new material. Because I am in the same boat that Lexi's in. Like, it's, I'm not putting on full drag to check out my breathing. Like, karaoke is a good outlet for me to see if I can actually do this song. Mm. Um, And then also then adding in the uncomfortability of a new space um, to know that, like, okay, I did this well at Local Lounge. um, But I'll be in a new place and I'll be anxious. So just remember, I'll still have less breath for the new place. Mm. That's been helpful. Yeah. Um... So the other thing I wanted to know about you is that uh, how long do you plan to be on Portland for? I honestly don't know. Um, I mean, it's it's one of those things that now, like you said, we, we bought a house here. So we have roots um, and I've never had roots before. Um, so, you know, oh God, we're going to be best friends. <laughs> so, you know, I feel like being here for quite some time. I don't know if this is where I'll like be forever, um, but mm-hmm. I think I'll be here for for quite a while still. Right. Yeah. And and how old are you? I can't remember. I am 32. Okay. And, and so is Evan the same age Evan as Evan is the same age as is you. That... Yes. Okay, that makes okay. sense. All right. I was like I was like one of you is the same age as me. Yeah, you're like <laughs> which one is it without revealing my age? How <laughs> <laughs> Um so I did want to get something real meaty real quick too because I know some of the stuff has been really high level. But um, let's talk about um, trauma, because literally this podcast should be changed from a Gemma Secret podcast <laughs> to this is how Donatella and Coco process trauma. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm in school for clinical psychology, and this is great practice. <laughs> <laughs> so have you felt like, especially with what you've learned about the mental health issues that happen here in Portland, have you felt like any struggle? Do you feel like your own mental health and mental wellness is going to like have to like do a 180 to survive in the drag scene here? I feel like it's one of those things where I've had to figure out how to process things differently. Um, Just because, like, I feel like a lot of the drag scene here, there's, like, a lot of, like, it's kind of like high school, but I have to, like, figure out um, what I want to say before I say it. Because normally I'm the type of person that just kind of, like, blurts things out and puts my foot in my mouth a lot of the times. Um, So I've, like, had to, like make myself a little more reserved. Um, but I feel like mental health wise, like it's, it's funny just cause it's been a little bit honestly easier here than Los Angeles. Cause it's a little bit slower um, pace of things than anything else. But um, yeah. Mm. That makes sense. Uh, I, I know that, and here's the other piece that I think would be interesting for our listeners who are not in Portland. 
is it's that line about having to think about what you say before you say it because in other societies they usually leave like a lot more room for people to make mistakes i feel like in portland um if you do something that offends like too many people like uh definitely cancel culture but like it's also one of those things where they don't leave a lot of grace and a lot not a lot of room for education Mm-mm. it's like you do something wrong because this is just where you're from or you're not from here or something and then they just blow up at it and then get real feisty and angry i actually had this moment this morning this is once again unpacking trauma i was reading a facebook article i am one of the girls who always calls out people for doing music that they shouldn't do um if it's like talking about like the black experience or something it's something i've actually told you about before mm-hmm. lexi and i saw this new not newer queen she's been doing drag for a while she basically posted online that said we need to stop paraphrasing we need to stop policing the music that people are allowed to do like like a race doesn't own certain kind of music and blah, 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 blah. And everybody in the comments was very much in support of that saying like, you know, like, yeah, it's drag. Like you can do whatever song you want. It doesn't matter. Like you can do this, you can do that. It doesn't matter. Don't let people tell you what you can and can't do. Um, They're like, yeah, it's not appropriation. It's appreciation and blah, blah, blah. Some other stupid crap. Um, (laughs) So I actually had a comment written um, and I didn't post it because I was like, I know how the city is and like I'd probably get a lot of people coming out in support of me but I would have to get through the educational point first and I was just like I like literally deleted and I was like you know what I'm gonna keep on scrolling and hit that unfollow button (laughs) so yeah because Portland has made me feel like I in my old days I would immediately have commented in my educational way so yeah I feel like you just have to like it is. It, it's something where you like don't necessarily want to deal with it for for so much because like whatever you whatever you say in one way or the other is gonna like have some bigger backlash than you think it would. Um, I feel like that Absolutely. that is very much like I've never felt so educated than living in Portland. <laughs> like I have to yeah. like, very much have to for be real. very educated to live in Portland. Girl, I have learned and unlearned. <laughs> learned and unlearned. I thought I knew that. Nope. I guess I didn't. Nope. nope. Calm down. I'm sorry. I didn't oh. know it. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> nope. That type of joke doesn't fly here. Okay, moving on. Oh, um, yeah. I th- that's the title of the episode. Um, <laughs> so we always find it. So as we get to the end here, um, there's a question that I asked you to prepare for. So in the Portland drag community, if you were to get into a bar fight, which drag artist would you want to be on your team to make sure that you win the fight? This would definitely be Coco for me. Uh, this would be you because I like I feel like you have this like crazy presence, but especially if you're angry, like imagine <laughs> if someone like basically you going after someone going after your man, like that is what I have seen and that is what I would want behind me. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh yeah, it's I get I get real crazy when I feel even the ounce of disrespect that's even wafted in the same room as <laughs> it's like instantaneous that's... change and I'm like oh okay it's no longer educational it's violence, violence. <laughs> Just, she chose violence that day <laughs> 
I feel like um, I found the perfect summary for Coco, and it's it's for cancer because she's a cancer. So it's motivated by love, driven by hate, and um, I feel like that applies <laughs> for that situation. I made a dress in one day because my drag daughter said she hadn't seen me in new things in a long time. So I hate sewed a dress that looks like <laughs> just anger. I'm just imagining you at the at the like sewing machine. You're like, motherfucker, one dress. Show I'll you. show you one fucking dress. It was, it was. It's not even a joke. I went on my lunch break, got all the fabric, came home that day, and just like started cutting the fabric. I was like, <laughs> so bad. So bad, made a dress in a day. <laughs> Ooh, goodness. Who are the other two people you would want? The other two people I would three. want? Oh, I have to have three. Okay. Yes. Um, huh. I feel like this is tricky. I feel like Autumn would be one of them, uh, another one of them, uh, just because Autumn... I feel like can be like could be really super scrappy if she really needed to be. I mean, look at all those like rolls and like will beat up her knees and won't even care about it. So like she'll be in the middle of a fight, get hit and get right back up. That's a good that's good. Um, and who else would I choose? I don't know. I feel like I, I go with all of, you know the best Judy's that I've seen out. So probably Babs would be the, would be the other one. Um, Donna's over here. Like where, where, what about, I'm like, <laughs> Donna, hasn't even, Donna hasn't even seen me in drag or heard me sing. So Donna doesn't get <laughs> <laughs> All you know me as is like Coco's stoner hippie roommate. So right? like, you probably think I'm all peace and love, but girl, I'm an Aries and I, I will fuck. <laughs> is the girl oh my gosh listeners i have to tell you donna is the girl you do not want there's a level where donna is like learned this new mantra and like she really is kind of a hippie and she's a stoner and whatever but there will be a point when it's like wait what did you say to me and then they'll say it again and donna's like oh wait no hold on like and then it sounds like all of that mantra is out of the window yeah and it is violence and then it's just rage and then i'm clapping in their face and yeah it's yeah i just see red she said oh no starts moving oh that's funny. like back back home like it'd be like the the joke we used to have was like because it's like all the cholas how the cholas would fight so it'd be like hold my earrings hold my earrings and they'd be like hold my baby girl hold my baby i need to go handle this right now <laughs> What did you say to me? <laughs> you wait until I give up whatever this precious thing is, and then I'm going to go after you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that. But Babs is a good option, too. Um, Babs, Babs, like I said, I said online, too, recently, like, because I was feeling away, and Babs literally, like, gets me there in the right way. She's like, Coco, do we need to go beat her? I'm like, you don't even know what happened. And Babs like, but you said you were mad at her. Like, I was like... <laughs> Dang, girl. I was like, ride or die. <laughs> we throw Babs. Is, that's why she changed her Instagram handle to Babylon Throws Hands. <laughs> she is insane. I love her. Very that. Oh, God. 
Um, so that does bring us to the end of our episode. Do you have anything that you want to promote? Oh, actually, tell the kids your social media. Your yeah, so um, it's pretty much everything is now Drag Siren. I don't know how I managed to get that because I feel like that somebody yeah. else would have had it. But Drag Siren for Instagram, for my Facebook, for everything. Um, and yeah. Um, I'm not necessarily promoting anything other than karaoke because everybody should come to karaoke at local um, because I love it and they can hear me sing there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you covered, you covered I did, for me. I did, I did, which weeks. was so much fun. Um, and we ended up doing a whole rent themed thing, which was like last nice. minute, which was fun. And yeah. It was actually it really, was stupid really cool. Fun. I loved it. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for being on. This has been wonderful getting to know you better without um, being in a loud, screamy bar or having Autumn being in existence. <laughs> <laughs> she monopolizes space, we all know. <laughs> and time and energy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, Lexi, tell Donna, the last thing I want, tell Donna what you said about the the Autumn Adventures. The Autumn Adventure. Which, what did I say about the Autumn Adventures? About, like, the hiking trip. Oh, no, no. I don't do that. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> like she, we went, we went, oh, the no, first no. autumn adventure that I went on, we went and with like, climbing up a mountain. This wasn't really a mountain. It was, like, a, a heap of sand. It was a giant <laughs> sand dune, but I'm going to call it a fucking mountain. But I'm, like, yeah. and, and, like, she's, like, going up there like it's nothing, and I'm, like, huffing and puffing. Like, every few steps I turn around to look at the scenery, which is really just me catching me catching my breath not looking like a fat bitch that I am (laughs) oh god you know what we're and I'm I'm damn near 30 I'm months away from being 30 and I'm already recognizing that my body is just slowly breaking down as I'm approaching that number and um she's still in her mid-20s so she's still got time yeah she's still spry (laughs) she's spry I am I am on the downhill slope, you know, when it comes to my peak physical fitness. And I, you know, we all are in that range right now. So I think a nice chill. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My feet are starting to look really ugly. I um, just hate myself every day when I get home from work. It's great. Like it hurts to, to move. Sit, stand, walk, breathe. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Everything. <laughs> oh gosh, people who are over 40 listening to this are like, oh, just wait. wait. 30 <laughs> was the best years of my life. <laughs> uh, I'm going to I'm going to go into a vet's office and just have them put me down before I get to that point. <laughs> <laughs> just euthanize me. Oh, uh, no, I'm just kidding. See, this is why they're like 30 is like the gay 60 or whatever. It's because we act like it's like it's you know, death. Awful. I know. Yeah. Because it feels like it at times. Uh, so Thank you so much, Drag Siren, for gracing us with your beautiful voice on the podcast. You can kind of hear how sultry Lexi's voice tends to be. Seriously, she's an amazing singer. Um, So come out to karaoke if you do live in Portland. We're there every Thursday. Lexi does come every week to support with Evan. So you can get to see Evan. um, And all of his muscles. (laughs) And all of his muscles. Gosh, he has such big arms. Good Lord. I love Um, him. And um, when Donna decides to come back to karaoke, you'll see her there too every once in a while. So there you go. <laughs> you know. So eventually, eventually. you'll yeah. get there eventually. <laughs> yeah, because it's a weekly karaoke show, and we yeah. love it. So, um, tell me and Donna got our first weekly rec- our first recurring thing. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for being on, and thanks listeners for listening. Thank you for having me. It's been a gem of a secret podcast. Yeah, thank you. 
Bye. Bye. This has been another episode of A Gem of a Secret Podcast. The hosts of A Gem of a Secret Podcast are Donatella My Secrets and Coco Jim Holiday. You may follow Donatella My Secrets at Donatella underscore My Secrets on Instagram. You may follow Coco Jim Holiday at Coco Jim Holiday on Instagram. Original music by Touche Douche and Party Favors. You can follow them respectively at The Touche Douche and at Party Favors Music on Instagram. For more exclusive content, visit www.ajemofasecretpodcast.com. That is A-J-E-M of a secret podcast.com. Be sure to tune in every week on Thursday for a new episode wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, email us at ajemofasecretpod at gmail.com. Please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. Until next time, goodbye.